been going on. We know that Vince is gone. The trip is in charge and it really shows in a lot of the shows that's been happening. Um, but we want to get into some topics and talk about some of that stuff like how do you think the show has been going and is like the, is the fan base coming back? Because I hear, I see reports saying that, you know, he signed a lot of people back. We know that Hit Row has came back. Mm-hmm. We know Dakota Kai's been resigned. Mm-hmm. Io Shirai decided to stay. You know, and we got potential of getting there's talks of people like Bray Wyatt and Johnny Gargano. <clears throat> we know he's signed, signed like Valerie Laredo. She's a former MMA fighter. Right. It's it's like a lot of the people that were NXT guys and gals before that were NXT people before and got released are coming back. You know, you see people like Karrion Cross and Dexter Loomis mm-hmm. and, you know, like you said, Hit Row and all these other young people. And I'm glad to see them. I'm definitely glad to see them. You know, just got to figure out how they work on the main roster. Mm-hmm. You know, because this probably be... This might be a different direction. It might not be the same people you know that we're used to. They may come back as something totally different. Yeah, I'd like to see you know a change <coughs> some of these guys. I think um, I think that Triple H is giving us a little bit of the familiar mm-hmm. and trying to build the future. I think that's what it is. Vince was firing a lot of young talent, but paying people like Goldberg to keep coming back. Right. And we gotta see if that's the if if that things like that are still gonna happen. Yeah, those definitely. It's still it's still early in Triple H's run. Mm-hmm. You know, gotta see where things pan out, and you know, see where things go. But it, you can definitely tell the difference. I mm-hmm. can definitely tell the difference. Like Raw this week was it was a lot more physical than you're used to. You yeah. know, at least uh, than uh, it's been like in years. You know, you see the backstage assaults. You see. You know, people get all excited, each other's face and everything. You know, Drew McIntyre, KO, they had their their segment that going back and forth this week. And instead of them just walking off, mm-hmm. they ended up having an actual match this time. Like, mm-hmm. you want to fight? I want to fight. I'm here. You here? Let's go. Yeah, like uh, Drew said, uh, wrestlers, and he really got himself, you know, excited and going, you know, we're wrestlers, and this is a wrestling ring, let's wrestle! You know, and uh, that's another way uh, you could tell that uh, things are changing, you know, that that word was illegal. They couldn't use it. Right. That was cursing. They had that's to call the w word. superstars. <laughs> that's the Joey w Styles word. made a fake, I mean... I can't believe not that people don't consider Joey Styles as like the original pipe bomb. Yeah, his was first. And him saying, 
I can't I can't say wrestler on TV. I can't say wrestling. I have to say superstars. Right. And I have to say sports entertainment. <laughs> and he was like, that's insulting. Like the way the matches are being called mm-hmm. is different. Right. That's definitely true. The feel of commentary feels different. Michael Cole feels different. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Is you know he's allowed to kind of be himself more. Mm-hmm. You know he does, and, and it helps him. Yeah, it does. It definitely helps him. You know, he was improving with uh, Pat Backfee by his side anyway. You know, yeah. I was uh, getting. He was becoming more tolerable to me. Because for quite a while there, I, I couldn't really listen to commentary of Cole any. It was kind of getting, you know, annoying, at least for me anyway. I didn't really like it very much. But, you know, since he started working with McAfee, I feel like he's really getting into it again. He's, he's been revitalized. Right, he's I been mean, revitalized. how can you not with a person that stands on the desk and dance in front of your face? <laughs> you know, he did, Pat McAfee did for Cole what R-Truth did for Carmella. You know, he, he makes them likable. I guess, as they say. But it's a difference being in a feud with him, though. Yeah. Because he makes you either very hateable or... Because we've seen Pat McAfee as a heel. Yeah, we saw him as in NXT. So, we know what he can be on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And with Michael Cole's freedom, I think it's it's giving him a different... Because you can definitely tell when he got to Corey Graves. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I liked it better when you couldn't say stuff. <laughs> well, things have changed. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed. <laughs> and, and it is a lot of things that changed because uh, the way... How do you feel about the way the crowds flipped on Liv Morgan? Um. Now, now a lot of us... Now, a lot of people have already, you know, been saying, you know, fans are fickle, you know, they do this all the time, this, that, and the third. And, and that's that's kind of true. I understand that point. But at the same time, you kind of got to give us something to, to cheer for. And Willard Morgan is SmackDown Women's Champion right now. You know, the Women's Champion, they should feel like the most important person on their brand. That should be the the case for any champion. And it's the booking's job to make sure that that's portrayed on the, the screen. And at this point, they're not really doing a lot to make Liv Morgan look like the best person in the SmackDown Women's Division. At least not to me anyway. I don't think that that's true. I think that they're trying to do something to make her. They're trying to make her seem like the never-give-up champion. Because the same thing was happening to Daniel Bryan when he was hurt all the time and he kept wanting to come back. And But Liv's actually coming back and she's playing a role, but people not liking it because Ronda's become the anti-hero all of a sudden because she beat up Liv Morgan after the match. And beat up the ref because she feels like she got screwed, and she kind of did get screwed, kind of. I mean, you gotta look at the shoulders. It. The shoulders were down. You, the ref's not looking for the tap out. He's looking for the shoulders that were on the mat. 
Okay, he's, he's in the position he's supposed to be in. He's looking for the shoulders. Hey, but she tapped too. and Well, he couldn't see because he was for looking them, for the shoulders. For them showing us, to show us that Liv tapped and let us make our own decision, a lot of people have came to their own decision that Ronda won and she is becoming a hero all of a sudden. People are cheering, overly cheering her, even though, like... She just was being booed. Well, that's the thing, you know. When finishes like that, uh, it could kind of change the position of the babyface hero. And do you think that they should like act off of it and make Liv turn to please no, them? No, I or? don't think that they should turn Liv Morgan heel. What I think should happen is can Ronda afford a third loss from her? See, they're, they're kind of caught in, a, in, a, in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Because they either give Lib Morgan the clean victory, which I think would help establish Lib Morgan, to be honest with you, and make her look more like, you know, the champion she's supposed to be, or they give the title back to Ronda. You know, but these, but these halfway, but that halfway finish, it didn't really work for me. Yeah, I get what they it were trying to do. Kinda. I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to make Liv Morgan look like she doesn't give up and she's fighting through the injuries. And I understand that. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot me and a whole lot of other people wanna see decisive victories. You know, we wanna see clean uh, clean things. I you know, well this happened, but there was also this over there. Yeah, it was a way to keep the storyline going, but like you said, either sh- Liv would have got the clean victory there. I think this was the best way to do it, and I thought that it was going to turn Ronda completely heel, but it backfired. I'm probably trying to. It backfired. People love her for what she's doing. Then she comes out and throws the cash and, like, I can afford it. I don't understand why people enjoy that and then so much. Shayna came out and was like, that's not how you do things here. And claim she went through the entire women's division to get it, knowing that she was the last over a beating up Raquel. Mm-hmm. And she goes out, she gets her, you know, couple shots in, and Liv puts her through a table. I mean, I'm kind of having trouble investing myself in the Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler because I know Ronda Rousey's still lurking around. Like, if they would have just, you know, they they said she was suspended and she's going home for a while. If if that was the case, then they should have, you know, took her off TV for a while. And, you know, let the Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler story play out and then bring her back afterwards. They could at least let it breathe a little bit or something. You know, at least let us get through the Lip Morgan, Shannon Bays, the title defense, and then bring Ronda back afterwards. I'm still here, et cetera, et cetera. I want to see Ronda and Shayna anyway. So let Ronda interfere and cost Shayna the match. Mm-hmm. And let's get Ronda and Shayna in there. I think Shayna could really... Because Rhonda would listen to her. She's one of the four horsewomen, so Rhonda would listen to her. And I think they'd make a great pair, whether it's against each other or with each other. I think they'd make a great pairing. 
the thing of it is, is at least for me anyway, if that was going to be, and you know, the story was going to be, you know, top tier as it should be, they'd have to put the machine behind Shayna Baszler, at least a little bit. Trip. Because she was when Trip was in charge. Okay, well, this is still kind of a slow build. There's a lot to got to undo you know, when Vince was in charge. That's true. It is you know, a lot to make Shayna Baszler look as legitimate as she should. But the do. moment Shayna stepped foot in NXT, she was like a star again. People were like, okay. she stepped down there as a tag champ. Like, people remember, but right. it's you're right. Vince does have a, a huge, like... And he did a good job and kind of taking her down the 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 mountain a little bit. Uh, uh, this isn't exact. We're getting back to NXT Shane and Baszler, but we're not all the way there yet. Yeah, we're trying to. You know, it, it takes Liv a little bit did of time. Get the, Liv did get the heads up on her. Yeah. Who was left standing when when that smoke cleared on Friday? Well, you know that's good. She should be the one left standing. But she the, is the champion. Yeah, that's true. And if you want to build a champion, you gotta give, give them something. Give them you something. know, give them give them a moment where they everybody. look dominant. Give them a give us something to. And you gotta remember, she still got her arm in a sling. Right. Give us something to make this to make us think that this person should be the women's champion right now. Or be cheered for. All right, we should be getting behind this person. I I am a fan of how he's making the mid card titles seem important again. And you know that that's another thing. I like the I like what he's doing so far. You know, we get great United States title d- defenses. And we had one with Tommaso Ciampa, Lashley and Ciampa, and then we had one with AJ Styles and Lashley this week on Raw. I just hope that it's not just straight title defenses. No, I like you know? how they had to qualify to get a shot at it. Like Two triple threats. He was playing vignettes all night to remind you of all the people that held it, how important Champa came out telling you, like Harley Race was the first U.S. champ. It's a belt I've been wanting type thing. He, you know, they had the two triple threats. AJ qualified in one. Tommaso qualified in another one. And that's great, you know. It's definitely a way to, to build it back. But the way to keep this going is to have entertaining feuds for it, in my opinion. Oh, you know, okay. They I need to have... Saying. You don't you know, want people to just be on Right. You know, I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. You know, I've said it before. You want about, somebody right. to want it. Right. And, you know, I want them, them that work a story with with uh, Lashley. Like Apollo Crews and Big E. That was yeah. the last good storyline. Yeah, something that like that. With the IC title was... Apollo just kept coming and was like, I want another shot. I want another shot. I want another shot. And he was like, go sit in catering, dog. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that, you know. I feel like uh, that'd be the best way to bring the title back up, you know, to have entertaining and memorable feuds for it. And not just have, you know, matches. Yeah, as great as they match. are. Yeah, because these are great matches. Right. And I'm definitely not complaining. But... You know, that's, that's another way to take it to the next level, as they say. At least in my opinion. I mean, the, like, great feuds that you think of culminated in pay-per-view type matches. Which we could definitely do. You I know? get what you mean. 
And and we can still have that type of stuff, you know what I mean? When somebody's next in line, they can cut promos on each other and go. Because, I mean, that North American title, when it came out, it was a wrestling match for it. But then people started feuding over it mm-hmm. with the Adam Cole and Velveteen. I mean, Adam Cole and Ricochet mm-hmm. and Velveteen Dream and Ricochet and, right. you know, Gargano and, and uh, Rick. Bro, Ricochet was killing <laughs> it with everybody down in the NXT. <laughs> Speaking was. of him, I'm happy to see that he's just not losing match after match still. Right. Even though some people have to suffer for it. So that was my next po- point that I wanted to bring up. Who do you think is not going to benefit from this Triple H being in charge thing? Because there are um. a few superstars that I can think of like right off the bat that Vince was into trips not gonna be because they're you know they don't know how to wrestle like the Omases, mm-hmm. you know what I mean the the Goldbergs the, yeah probably people like Omas you know probably this won't Baron probably fare very well for him I mean I don't know Corbin's uh Corbin's an NXT kid too. But no, he's a happy Corbin we now. Can't, we you can't know, forget that. We got we got to remember what Vince did to these people, because Gable's. A, I mean, yeah, you know, Chad Gable's a NXT kid too. Mm-hmm. But look at what Vince did to him. I like Gable now. I'm, I'm really like thoroughly entertained by Chad Gable these days. You know, he he's funny and he he puts on like, good matches. Like he's, he's entertaining. Yo, he's one of these ones where the character really shouldn't uh, stick, but it does. You know, shoosh is kind of a dumb catchphrase, but it's hilarious. You like the shoosh. Thank you. It wouldn't work for everybody, but he makes it work. But it's never going to get him, you know, too far. That's That's what I'm saying, like... Who are the guys that now, who are the people that now, like the Charlotte Flairs, she might not have runs like she did before? I don't know. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the end goal is to make money, then you should bet on Charlotte Flair. Always bet like, on the woo. No. But I'm just saying, like, because I, mean, I, I don't feel like they need title runs to be in intriguing storylines. I don't feel like they have to be blockbuster names to main event, you know, certain pay-per-views. Maybe the major four, they need to be good, big blockbuster or or combination feud matches. But you can't just Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar us every, right? you know, big headline show. I get that. I get that. You know, you can't, you can't bring back The Undertaker... And all these old guys like that, like, keep bringing them back to try to save your company by putting their name up there. Nobody wants to see them like that no more. Right, right. That's true. And I think Triple H built NXT to a point where it was like a cult following where it could have did stadium shows and been bigger than Raw. But Vince would never allow a company to be bigger than what, the, you know, he, he mm. that was his flagship show. Right. So he started drawing people in, and when that didn't work, let's change his name. People will never know. Another thing that I think is really interesting is 
What kind of differences do you think Triple H is going to make, you know, on the main roster? Is he going to run it differently than he did with NXT? Because you got to remember, they're two different, uh, two Brands. different, uh, beasts here with two different fans, as they say. Not everybody who watches main roster, you know, programming was a fan of NXT. You know, some of them might have watched it and, and didn't like it very much. You know, he's got a lot of people he's got to please up there. You know, with, with these uh, shows of Raw and SmackDown, you know, NXT, it was a, they kind of had a niche audience. Yeah. You know, they got their people and their people, they loved that product. Yeah, But it's not going to be like that on the main roster. So I'm curious to see how he's going to appeal to people who don't appreciate five-star matches so much. Well, he still has a chance to work up the comedy aspect, I feel, because he still does have guys like R-Truth and, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Brand and, you know, it's it's the Max Dupree's and stuff. He still has that aspect of it, and I still feel like he's got a grasp on this, on this like, mid-to-old-school kind of roster of wrestlers. The John Cena's, the Batistas, the Rocks, the, you know, I think he's still got those type of superstars. Maybe the Dean Ambrose's and Daniel Bryan's and possibly Kenny Omega's that could he could possibly get to come over and have these once-in-a-lifetime type matches that could happen. And Vince was maybe the barrier that was blocking a lot of this stuff. I like. I definitely would not be surprised if we saw some cross-promotions with WWE, especially if he's all the way in charge. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? When I listened to him on Logan Paul's podcast, he was talking about the possibilities of the things that he's learning from his kids that he don't know. Like, he's like, when they first said the name Logan Paul, I'm like, who the fuck is that? When you, you know, when you honest, my honest answer was, who the fuck is that? And he was like, but then I got the, you know, my daughter's like, Logan Paul. And he's like, their reaction. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, we actually got got something. (laughs) Like, that's the gap that Vince doesn't understand. Right, you know, the younger gen- youngest uh, generation. The gap that I don't understand right. is my grandson's gap, like the Friday Night Funkins and the, mm-hmm. the Freddy whatever the hells and the, the internet cult. Like, we don't understand that yet. Mm-hmm. So, Trip can be the bridge between that because I felt like Vince was too old and just didn't get it. And Vince had the mentality of whatever he says goes. And now that there's kind of a team that has to run it between Steph, Nick Khan, and and Tripp, maybe they can finally listen to each other at what needs to happen and come to a consensus instead of it just being a one-man show. Right. I, I definitely get that. Another thing that's happening on Raw that I am thoroughly enjoying is Rollins and Riddle. Rollins is doing it again. He's doing it again. Without a championship. In my opinion, this is what he's done for like since the, the COVID era started. 
He takes these these guys and he has these long drawn out feuds with them and they're always classics. Like he did it with Ray, he did it with Edge, but this time it means even more because this is going to be Riddle's first really really big feud. I feel like this is the one where Riddle's going to solidify himself as, as the main eventer he should be. Like, this is... This, this is, is what you've been waiting on. Right, this is what I was waiting for. And you said it, and you called it kind of a while ago, when you was like, race kind of solid... He's the guy. He's the new Mick Foley. Turning people into tough guys again mm -hmm. because he did it with Ray's eye when mm -hmm. he had went on the run taking out people's right. eye with Alistair Black, Ray Mysterio. Mm -hmm. You know he was bullying Dominic, turned him kind of into a, a star mm -hmm. or whatever, and then he went on this run where he was like reestablishing Cody mm -hmm. as a star again. And a force to be reckoned with, all while not losing momentum while losing main event matches. It's crazy. Because I've never he's seen still it before. winning matches on Raw and showing that these guys can be main eventers too. Because the matches that he had with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins individually proved that both of those guys could go in the ring individually. But we don't know how they'll do on the microphone apart. Like I, I've never seen this before. I've seen somebody who we have I just loses told you, matches Foley. all the time, but still maintains that top guy status. Mick like, Foley, it's crazy. He's like a, the new Foley. Like I said, I think Rollins is the star builder, and Riddle's gonna be the next one up. And. There's no way that this feud could end in just a regular match. Oh, it's going. This so is it going has for to, quite a it while. It has to be like in a hell in a cell or inside of some type Hopefully. of structure. Or it has to be something falls count anywhere or something. Because we said this about the, the gimmicky matches before. You know, the hells in the cells and the money in the bangs. And the, the TLCs that get their own pay-per-views and everything. You know, we said it before that we like to see... You know, more of these matches go back to the way that they were. Were the special a, attraction matches? No, it was a culmination of something that just couldn't be settled in a regular match. Right. I mean that you know matches where you get them more than one time a year. Not just I don't, I don't even just need them more than one time a year. I just want them to mean something again. Where it's not just because Hell in the Cell is coming up, saying. it's going to have a Hell in the Cell. That's what I was saying. You can have it once a year, but let it be for a reason that we're having it. You know what I mean? Let it be like right now, Riddle keeps coming and keeps getting his head stumped in by Seth Rollins. It's like he's probably not going to be cleared again. I <laughs> so. didn't mean, you know, let's just have him all the time. I mean, you know, we can step outside the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view every once in a while when the few calls for it. That's exactly. what I was talking about. I don't think we need a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Me neither, to be honest. That's what I'm you. saying. I don't think we need a TLC pay-per-view. I don't even want to know. I want to be excited again when they say War Games right. or Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. You know what I mean? When Vince used to say Hell in a Cell, it mm -hmm. meant that it was going down. <laughs> 
Because he put emphasis on hell <laughs> and a sound. <laughs> and I want to feel like that again when it's coming up, not just oh, it's November. November is hell in the cell, so we know that Brock and somebody's going to be in the cell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to mean something when they say it again. And I think that they can pull, they can pull this off. Like, get rid of the pay-per-views named after matches. Let's get rid of that all together. I think so, too. Yeah. Throw it out the window. That should be, like, one of the things they talk about for the upcoming year. Because I'm liking this thing with the clash and the castles. Yeah. You know, the new things that they're trying to pull off. But they have to regain the fans to to actually fill those stadiums. They can do it. So how do you do it? How do you feel about Killer Cross? You know, kind of uh, coming at Drew McIntyre right now. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't really enjoy this. I think the reason you don't enjoy it is because of what he left as. No, the reason I don't enjoy this is because Drew McIntyre should be solely focused on Roman Reigns. But the fact is, Karen Cross is not focused on Drew McIntyre. He is. Focused on Roman. He attacked Drew and she slid the time clock to Roman and flipped it upside down. It's right. not about Drew McIntyre. Right. It's about getting to Roman the quickest way he could through the number one contender. Well, Drew, well, Drew mentioned Roman. Well, I love killing and carrying across. So, yeah, that's why I thought that. But, I, I love it. I love what he's doing the way he came back because, number one, Vince stripped everything we love about Karrion Cross right, away. Right, he did. He took Scarlett away so as he got to the main roster. He took gave her, her away. Stupid helmet. Stupid helmet and outfit. He made him lose his debut match to a person that wasn't winning matches at all. Yeah, most of Like, I definitely think the Karrion Cross has been reborn. What he left as was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. What he came back as feel like where he left off in NXT when he was at his peak. Right. Right. When he when people were chanting TikTok or fall and pray. If he's coming at that Roman, that definitely changes my opinion. You know, because yes, he, he should be going after Roman. He didn't right? he did he didn't he just attacked Drew, but the message was sent to Roman. Mm-hmm. TikTok, buddy. Right. And the the word is that Roman there's a heavy rumor that Roman could be losing one of his titles come clash at the the champion clash Clash at the castle. castle. Yeah, I've heard that rumor too, but they're saying it's for the WWE undisputed Universal Championship. Mm -hmm. He can't just lose one when it's for the undisputed. I'm sincerely I'm sincerely hoping it's, it's not the theory, not yet. Okay, I don't think that they that they fully cooked him as Mister Money in the Bank yet. Like I think that he needs time to marinate as Mister Money in the Bank. You know, let's get him some at least a little main event exposure. You know, just just some like the stuff with June Bell with Dolph Ziggler. It's a good start. You know, Dolph says it's not the worst idea though. Yeah. To take it the that way to take it off from him for him to have a match with Drew. Get attacked by Kyrian, then get cashed in on. It's not a bad idea. It'd be a bad title run, is my point. It's not. I, I'm. Just, I'm not saying that it's gonna be the best title run. I'm saying that it's not the be, the worst idea to get it off him. Okay. 
I mean, I just don't want to see the money in the bank briefcase wasted. And I feel but like it won't that be, be wasted. He, he like if it's not a good title run, yes, it would be. Well, if like, that's okay, the case, the Miz. He's wasted. successful, but you know the Miz wasted it. But he didn't waste it. He kind of made history. Okay, the title, the the casting was successful, but the title reign wasn't. It wasn't, but it kind of made history. It made him the first and only two time Grand Slam champion. Okay, but that's not gonna happen this time. <laughs> well, it would kind of make him always known as former WWF undisputed whatever no. champion. You know. No, thank you. It's kind of like Kane's run when he won First Blood. He lost the next night. I'm just trying but to he make was always to prove known. things. All right, that's what, that's what I want. I, I want there to be. <laughs> I want there to be an actual. Yeah, I want him to have an actual reign as a WWE champion, or else there was no point in giving him the money in the bank briefcase in the first place. But I'm saying, like, who takes Theory as a WWE champion within the next year? He's only got one year to cash in. Well, this is why they need to start the cook. Okay, it's has, a slow cook, but it should start. But he has been. He's been getting wins in the main event. He's not really lost any matches except to somebody who looks unbeatable right now. Right. You know what I mean? This guy is, has been cooking. Okay, well, he's he's not done cooking yet. And he's smart with it, too. Like, I mean, his cash in, his tried to cash in, didn't go well the first time. But that's because it was 17 people out there in the tractor. <laughs> I just, I feel like this stuff with Dolph would kind of give him at least a little bit of credibility. You know, Dolph's a, a ring veteran. And, you know, getting, he did beat him on Raw this week. Yeah, in the main I event. I just don't think that that's the worst idea ever. I just want Roman, I think he's still got a couple more months left in a title run. I mean, at some point, we're going to have to start the making other options. Like, it's it's a must. But we are building the options right now. KO looks like he's on he the does. rise. He does. Drew McIntyre is on the rise. You know what I mean? You still got Theory roasting with the money in the bank. He's got some months left. He's got at least nine months. Seth Rollins used the whole year. Right. That's what I'm saying. We don't got to cash in so quickly. And we don't have to take it off him. But I don't think that's the direction that they're trying to go. I think they want to take one of them off of him. Yeah, they're probably getting pressure from, uh, what is it, the USA, USA Network, because he's never everything. on Raw. Like, let, let's get a title back on, on our on our brand. Yeah, he's never on Raw. Y'all got the the tag team champions going from show to show, smashing everybody. Yeah. That's another thing that I would uh, appreciate them slowing down a little bit. You know, I like, now, now that I actually like. I actually like the way the Usos are are kind of because they're not dominating, but they are winning every match. I get that, and because they every time the team loses, the Usos take the pin every rip. But it still gives people hope that they can be beat because the Street Profits and them did put on a yeah, great they, they match at SummerSlam, and it felt like that they were going to win. Yeah. It felt like they were going to break up, but I'm glad that they're not running 
full speed ahead with no breakup yet because we need some established tag teams That's to get the up thing. there. The Viking Raiders are doing their thing right now, smashing all the jobbers. Kofi steady attacking them and getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that just just let that brew. That's that's why I said I don't think it's good to you know the bloodlines selling merch. I like the bloodline right as much as everybody else, but eventually we're gonna have to put eggs in other baskets. You know, it just it's just a fact of life. We're gonna have to sometime. I think it's happening. I think it's happening now. I think they're building them up now. Carrying Cross is, uh, is already looking his way. I mean, Drew's right in front of him, mm-hmm. and Drew's got four people on his back. I'm hoping Drew... All of them trying to take him out to get that spot. I'm hoping... Yeah, that's definitely true. That's another good point, you know? And this is another thing that I, that I like. You know, it makes things feel important again. Like, you want to have the number one contender spot. If I don't have it, I'm going to be in the first... I'm going to be in the face of the person with dogs. And I'm going to come out and powerbomb him every chance I get until I get that shot. Don't run from me. Right. You're going to give me what I want or we're going to have a problem. You're going to give me what I want because you're going to give me what I want. to wonder what's going to happen. I mean, even down to the low card with Dominic getting jumped every week by Rhea Ripley and, and that's the another Judgment thing. Day. That's another thing that I wanted Something to talk to you about. Something kind of starting to click. That's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. How do you feel about Rhea Ripley pretty much manhandling Dominic Mysterio every week? I, so, I think that it's a ploy. In my head, I think it's a ruse. I think Dominic's been in Judgment Day since the moment he pushed Edge. <laughs> well, I don't know, but since he told Ray, you know me 25 years, how you gonna take his side over mine? <laughs> and it's definitely true, yeah, I can definitely see that. But uh, right now, they're presenting it as Rhea Ripley's beating the living hell out of Dominic Ethereum. But the thing is, nobody will hit her. Exactly. No one will hit her. So what do you expect her to do? But wait, that's the thing, though. Okay. She's gonna take advantage of. They're kind, in my opinion, they're kind of moving towards the intergender stuff. You know, because with all the women's history that's been made over the past few years, and all the women's revolutions and everything they've been doing, still they they rarely put their hands on a male, but, except for maybe Nia Jax. And I don't think I've seen it. No, Reggie. Reggie had a few matches. Okay. You know, they'll do it here and there, but they won't take it seriously. But it's and never this is been... one of the storylines where it's been Rhea beating up on him instead of no, and nobody's hitting her back. Right. I mean, it's never been this physical. Okay. Where he's bleeding. Yeah, Reggie and Sasha Banks they had their matches, you know. And Rhea and Nia Jax, she took uh, a six one nine and the RKO in the Royal Rumble. And Becky took the yeah. end of days. Becky took the end of days, but it's never been this physical, to where Dominic Mysterio is bleeding, and we and it's being we haven't presented. seen this. Just say we haven't seen this since China days. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's being presented as you know Rhea Ripley's doing this, and that's the next step. My like, thing is when does. Like, is the next, 
like the next step is when does Dominic get fight back. back? Right. Like that be the next move up the ladder? No, my thing is, I think he, I think it's all a ploy. It's got to be because I don't think they're going to cross that yet. I don't think they have a reason to yet. You know what I mean? I think she's been dragging him out and all that stuff, and he's he's been in Judgment Day for a while. But my thing is, who's going to be the first to hit her? That's the thing. Because this is what this is what Judgment Day as a group has over everyone else is Rhea's not afraid to jump in there because she's a wrestler, so she won't be afraid to take the hit anyway, but are you going to hit me? That's the thing. Like, that's the next move that, that needs to be made. Who's going to be the first to lay into Rhea Ripley? Because I've said it on this show before when it comes to, to intergender wrestling and everything. It's about believability. And you would believe that Rhea Ripley could take somebody like you know, Dominic Mysterio, you know, yeah. the smaller guy. Ray Mysterio. Oh, Ray Mysterio, you know. <laughs> you believe that she that she could pos- that she would probably win in like a fight fight. You know, she's bigger, she's but stronger. See, I believe that she can beat a lot of those guys. Right, right. You know, that's why she's the perfect person to, you know, test out the waters on the, the intergender stuff in the WWE because she is so much bigger than a lot of the guys and she's stronger than a lot of the guys. And right, because I like can see her some of these guys. military pressing Chad right. Gable and throwing right. him over the rope. Yeah, you know, they work with Jordan Grace and Impact. It worked with Beth Phoenix. Yeah, it worked with Beth Phoenix back in the day. And it worked with China back in the day. But it's been a while since we've seen something like this at WWE, and I'm kind of intrigued to to know where it's going. Yeah, I I mean, Judgment Day has been clicking ever since. uh, I mean, I don't know where it happened, but the Mysterios have been making stars out of people or making these intriguing storylines lately. I think that's what they needed. They needed a good tag team to run with. No, I don't think that this is a tag team storyline. I think this is more of a, is he going to join the factions? And it's it's one way to get him out of Ray's shadow and dress him in something different and make us look at him as more adult. Uh, that's true. But I personally would kind of like to see... I still see him as a kid. But personally, I would like to kind of see Dom strike out on his own. Yeah, You know, see what he's capable of on I his own. I think that Judgment Day could be the way to... Like, factions are normally the way to do that. When you think of factions like... When you think of people like Triple H, The Rock, people like that. Randy Orton. All those guys came from factions that they branched out into their own from. Right. And Judgment Day is kind of that for these group of people right now. Mm-hmm. And especially having a common enemy in Edge. Right, that's true. And if Dom could use Edge to elevate his career as a single superstar, it would not make him seem like a kid anymore. Right. Speaking of Edge, how do you feel about him wrestling on Raw in the first time in a decade? Next week. And the match that he's going to have in his hometown. This is intriguing. I I think this is big. You know, this is definitely a step in the right direction. I think this is very, very interesting because Vince never lets anyone win in their hometown. No one ever wins matches in their hometown. And I can see, like, a huge explosion 
if he does win. I mean... Because I'm expecting him to lose. Right. I'm literally expecting him to lose because he's in Canada. It's what, like a false count anywhere or something? I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. I don't see that happening. And, and like, if it's, like, some type of no rules, Master mm-hmm. Judgment Day is going to jump in. Ray's going to come out. Dom's going to turn. It's going to be perfect. Like, I think Edge's status as a Hall of Famer overrides that rule of no winning in your hometown. Man, I, I, don't see da- I don't see Damian Priest... Getting the W over Edge. I do. I, I doubt think this it. is a perfect scenario for Dom to turn. Especially not his first match on Raw in a decade. No right. way. Really, man? Yes, really. Everyone loses their return match in their hometown. I, I don't think so. Not this time. All right. We're going to see who's right. Yeah, I guess is, so. Is Trip New Era like... Really gonna shut Vince out because this is a like tradition almost. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember Miz wrestling in his hometown for his title and losing <laughs> in front of his dad, <laughs> John Cena too, in front of his dad. Right, right. When I don't let your dad come to the show, you definitely lose. <laughs> Yeah, your dad's going to see you take this pinfall. Your dad's going to see you take these L's. He might, he might catch a few hands himself. And slapped his dad right, in his hometown. Right. In his house. Right. Broken <laughs> his house. Broken that man's house. You don't get no wins at home. This is WWE. I think, it's, I think this is going to be the breaking that tradition. I had to watch Randy lose. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think it's going to be the breaking that tradition. I doubt Edge is losing this match. No way. Jeez. I don't know, man. I'm still going to go with the latter. I think he's going to. I think this is the perfect chance for Dom to turn. Especially on Edge, too. And he already don't like you. You speared me. Right. Right. Don't spare me and tell me it was an accident. I had this under control. <laughs> and here you come. Oh, you think I'm boo with a fool or something? You're going to spare me and try to tell me it was an accident? Then you going to take my daddy from me? Right. And then you're going to make you you're gonna make my old man turn on me? Now he's siding with you? No. 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 Hell no. Real. Put some blood on my face over here and drag me out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work the whole world. We're going to work. We're going to work. And if you could, go ahead and uh, and, shirt. And, and, and make some posts on Instagram and stuff about how I'm living every man's dream. Do that too. We got to really sell it. I'm telling you, this, this is the perfect time. There's no way Edge is winning this match. But this is that feeling that we have again where we don't. No, right. what's going to happen. It's not happen. so predictable. It's I love not it. so predictable. Right. We're itching to see it. Because right. I'm like contemplating on watching it live if I can. Right, type right. Type stuff, you know, because that's like the era that he's bringing back into. Like, the, we know that there are going to be good matches. Because mm-hmm. he's putting together good matches. That Shinsuke Nakamura and, and Gunther match right. was good. And I wasn't expecting to like it because... Everybody knows that a couple years ago, I figured out that Shinsuke only kicks and punches. That's all he does. But this was a great showing of both dudes and their styles and how 
uh, intercontinental t title match could main event a show. Right, absolutely. Like I said, I definitely, I definitely like the changes. People seem, even the people, they seem to care more. You know, Drew got all excited in his promo with KO this week talking about wrestling. And people are lining up trying to get a shot at the U.S. title. And people, they want to be the number one contender for the, for the WWE Universal title. And if yeah. you're not the number one contender, you better watch, the number one contender better watch his back. Because I'm coming for you. Like, you ain't gonna just skate by and, and, and keep get a title shot right. just because you drew McIntyre. Not over me, you're not. Oh, exactly. you got a sword? I love it. hold that sword close. I love it. I like all of that. I like the commentary getting more into yeah. it. Everybody's getting more into it. The women's tag team titles is back into play. And they're having this tournament, and I actually don't know who's going to win it. Because I the my two EO. favorite teams are on the same side. I got the Dakota and EO and Alexa and Oscar are both on the same side, and they're fighting each other. And I feel like whoever wins that is going to win. But then you got this underground uh, internet-loved group of Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons, right. and the internet is, like, exploding over them. Right. Like, right. the best wrestler and the best-looking woman together. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. I see that, and this is going to be the main roster's first taste of Nikita, of Nikita Lyons. Y'all ain't never seen her before up there. So, oh, we'll Jesus see how that Christ. goes. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go all over again. Ain't gonna be able to get on Facebook for three weeks. Oh my God, I got sick of seeing a picture. <laughs> I swear, I got sick of seeing a picture. They go crazy every single time. Every single time, every and the main roster is gonna get a taste of her. Like we. Oh God, and she's gonna be on regular TV too. I, I don't know. Oh my God. I mean, maybe we'll see a different version though, because. And 2.0 in the main roster, I think we've already established, you know, they're not the same thing. But, and but so have you heard about them changing the rating to TV 14 again? On 2.0. And on the main roster. On the main roster, too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah well, we might That's see the same thing. That's why they're able to show blood again. Right. That was the main purpose of them going back to a TV-14 rating was so they could show blood again and have emphasis on the bleeding again because it did add an aspect to the game that, right. you know. Speaking of 2.0 and TV-14 and everything, uh, this week... On, uh, there was this, there was their special heat, heat wave. wave. Yep. Uh, Paul Heyman actually did the the intro for it. You know, he he announced the show. Well, he didn't. You know, he didn't show up in person, but it was his voice. Mm -hmm. You know, he did the the video packages and everything. That's dope. How do you feel about him being more involved in two I think that this is perfect because Paul, if if they're going if they're going with uh, TV fourteen rating. I think Paul Heyman might be the person to use. But Paul Heyman has an eye for wrestling that's different from everyone else. Right. Like, I mean, he has this this thing that he can notice young talent when it's when it's booming before everybody else notices the young talent that's booming. Like he's the advocate behind the Brock Lesnar's and CM Punk's and Rob Van Dam's and Tommy Dreamers and you know he's he was a wave of new school that came and he was the first one on it. Right. I'm not saying that it's all about the the edgy ideas and everything. 
But for a long time, that's what he was known for. And personally, I'm looking forward to seeing him do it again. I don't think it's the edgy ideas for me. I think it's the knowledge that he has and what he turns those wrestlers into. Because let's not get it twisted. Paul Heyman is one of the best promo cutters he in is. the business. He is. He is. He can literally make a crowd stop and listen to him. And I can tell you the exact promo that I believe that he had the world in the palm of his hand. And that was when he was in Chicago and he knew the crowd was going to hijack the show chanting CM Punk. And this man cut a promo and made everybody listen about how Brock Lesnar was going to beat the streak at WrestleMania. Hmm. And the crowd listened to him and stopped chanting CM Punk. Only for him, though. Right. I'm definitely excited to see him get uh, his hands on the younger talent down there, you know, shape their minds and everything. You know, I'm excited to see what what could happen, you know. Maybe he will pump out a few gems down there, as they say. You know, turn somebody into... I think he's got a few gems that just need to be polished. Right. There are a few down there. I think Melo's a gem who won. I'm excited to see what's next for Santos Escobar. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, well, like what's happening there? Is he going to go to the main roster? Is he? Because he did lose a a loser is banned from NXT match against Tony D'Angelo, and we don't know whether that's whether he's going to the main roster or what's going to happen with Legato Del Personally, Fantasma. I'd rather see Legato go to the main roster. I think they're, I think uh, the, I think they're a solid stable. They'd be a force in the tag team division and I can't stand to see them with the mob with the mob family anymore. I can't stand it. I I would love to see them and hit row go at it one more time yeah. and that established both those teams on the main roster going against each other cuz they were already used to going against mm-hmm. each other. I just would love for them to have Swerve back. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, with him, bro. I'm excited to see them back and everything. I'm excited to see what's going to happen, but I'd have to get used to seeing them without Swerve. Like, Swerve was their centerpiece, and we'd have to see. He felt like a leader. You know, if they, if they have another one. You know, somebody's got to step up and, and be the person that they come to see out of the hit row group. You know, be that Ashanti the Adonis or Top Dollar or B-Fab. Somebody's got to fill that role. Or they could recruit. That's another thing. Like, uh, I think uh, I think B-Fab or somebody, they said it uh, like this week that they're not taking applications for people because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but people seem to try to place a certain type of wrestler with them. I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this. A black a black wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget which NXT 2.0 superstar it was. I don't think it should. I think it was I Trick think Williams it should, said it. No, I think it should be a veteran. I think it should be somebody that's down on their luck. And I got two people in mind. Three, actually. I think it should be Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, or Ricochet. I don't really think any of those people fit their mold. You know, I'm, I'd rather see them be themselves and be them than see somebody just shoehorned in there because no, I'd they can. See that person 
try to take them kind of under a wing. I don't so see them speak, fitting their mold. And him molding, kind of molding into them. Like he rolled, they have. I can see Ricochet coming out in a just a regular tank in the jeans, like he was coming out in a nice little chain and just mobbing with him. I, I can see that. I, I can see Cedric doing that. Cedric bending that way, but he was more tuxedoed up when he was with the Hurt Biz. I'd rather see them. You know, I'd rather give them a chance because people are begging for the Hurt going. Business again, and I don't want to see that again. I'd rather see where they're going by themselves than to see somebody. Put with them. So, what do you feel about the rumor of Bray Wyatt in the background with the hand? I we haven't seen him again. I just don't know where he will fit in now. I mean, he fit in where everybody else fits in. What are you talking about? I don't. I just don't know what 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 to do with him at this right now. I mean, I'm sure they find somebody. Everybody that would see Bray Wyatt come back would expect him to come back. Because the only person I can see him coming after and, you know, jumping straight back in is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the go to guy. Well, I can see He's that. He's the gatekeeper. That'd be a good feud, in my opinion. I'd like to see Rollins and Wyatt. Like, he is the gatekeeper. Right. Or he could come after Cody if Cody come back. Right. Or he can come that. after Roman in the titles. Nah, man, there's a lot of people on Roman neck right now. Roman needs the guy. There could be one more. He got, he needs to watch his back at the moment. He got a lot of people on his neck. All right. But you got anything else? Yeah, no, it's a lot going on, and you know we just don't have enough time. I think to it was. It I think I remember who it was. It was Trick Williams who said, you know, if you guys can stop trying to, you know, insert me here. I'm not doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Mello would fit better anyway. Trick's the sidekick. Mello's the real gym. I think that's the person who said it. I'm not sure though. Mello's the real gym anyway. And he would be the leader of Hit Row because he got that swag. But either way, I don't want anybody to just be shoehorned in. That's what I'm saying. Especially I just want because Swerve back. Especially just because they're a black wrestler at that. Because I don't even like Swerve and Keith Lee as a tag team, to be honest. Uh-huh. Right. But and I feel like that that's what a lot of people are doing. You know, they're trying to fit this person into this group because they're the black wrestlers. And exactly. that's not really that's not really something I'd be okay saying. Y'all gonna sit here and tell me that Randy Orton couldn't be in hit row? Cause he ain't black? <laughs> well that's what they're doing. They're trying to shoe him trying to shoe on the black wrestlers in there. How you gonna shame Seamus? <laughs> he can be in hit row. <laughs> I feel you. Alright. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Worst Irish accent I've ever heard. I'm not an actor. <laughs> well don't try to accent today. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> tell them where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook, Matt Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Art Dog 1 on Instagram, Art Dog 3 on Twitter. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Sons of Legends. Hopefully, we'll have a guest for y'all, but you know, we never guarantee. Yep, yep. But we'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. So long. <laughs>